0: Welcome to my podcast, Patient First. I'm Dr. Naveen Samaya. I'm an Australian registered specialist plastic surgeon with 17 years of surgical experience. As the scientific convener of the non-surgical symposium and a former president of the Australasian Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons, my goal is to help patients navigate the complex world of both surgical and non-surgical aesthetics, but by understanding what is evidence and what is not. This, I hope, is going to help them realize their aesthetic goals safely and in a manner consistent with good clinical practice. This podcast is an extension of that legacy. My aim is to empower you to make the most educated decisions about your choices concerning your face and body aesthetics and your safety. Each episode, I will be bringing to you cutting-edge science and exploring surgical procedures in a modern, evidence-based approach to aesthetics. Plus, I will be inviting some esteemed guests in my podcast in the future to offer new perspectives. Tune in each week as together we explore the next frontier of surgical and non-surgical aesthetics. I have been very privileged to work in the children's hospital along with young patients, and that has naturally helped me understand the perspective with both patients and parents go through when they're confronted with a particular problem where the solution is a plastic surgical operation. At the outset, it's very important to clarify two points. First of all, plastic surgery for reconstruction or plastic surgery for cosmetic enhancement. Now, One is called reconstructive plastic surgery, and the other one is called as cosmetic plastic surgery. Just to make it very clear that, in my opinion, there is no role for a cosmetic enhancement or plastic surgery for cosmetic purposes in children. As a plastic surgeon, my role is to be the safeguard and act only in the best interest of the patient at all times by recommending ethical and evidence-based treatments that serve the objective interest of the patient and avoid overly invasive, risky, and unnecessary procedures. So when we talk about plastic surgery, young adults, or it is very important to talk about the elephant in the room that is social media networking science. Now, compared to 20 years ago, things have dramatically changed. So a couple of things are very important. Number one, it is the unfiltered, unfettered access of everything on social media connected to cosmetic surgery, beauty, and related procedures available to kids as young as 10 who happen to access social media. And I'm not an expert on algorithms, but I understand that once you show an interest in one particular stream, you constantly get fed information, unsolicited information on that stream in a manner that is seen as gradually escalating. These things do impact patients' understanding of the world at large, especially with Uh, when cosmetic surgery is related to body issues, face issues, people posting photographs that are almost near perfect or unachievable ideals. You have people who are quote-unquote influencers who are on social media promoting products and treatments without adequate disclaimers. You have people promoting unrealistic achievements and quote-unquote, normalizing the acceptance so that a younger person feels that this is very appropriate, very reasonable. I know this uh, podcast will not be viewed by a 10-year-old or 11-year-old person, but it certainly will be viewed by parents who have 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds in their house. And uh, my, my request is for the parents to understand the reach of social media into their kids' bedrooms so to speak, and also into their lives. The information that is uncensored, unfiltered, unfettered, access to body transformations, access to ideals of face and body beauty that in some cases may be extreme, in some cases unrealistic. And it is time to have a very honest conversation about the impact of social media and ensure that you have safety safeguards built in that prevent this extraordinary exposure to cosmetic surgery, body image issues, and other issues concerning face and body beauty that in some cases are not necessarily helpful. And um, Mm. this is something that I would encourage all parents to consider and have a open approach to dealing with this issue, which as we know, will progressively get worse with time because of the access of social media body image issues and body modification and body beautification issues. Patients have to be informed formally that at any given time they can take their consent away or refuse to have the surgery and not proceed. And there should be ethical practice dictates that there should be no sales process, hard sales, time deadlines for the patient to sign up. These, in a sense, are essential safety safeguards. That coupled with the advertising safety safeguards, such as ensuring that you can use the title surgeon only if you're a registered specialist surgeon, ophthalmologist, or a gynecologist. You cannot call yourself a plastic surgeon unless you have registration in the recognized discipline of plastic surgery. And every single communication that you as a specialist surgeon conveys to the patient or the parent has to include your registration status, your opro-medical number, your official title, area of specialty practice. Because uh, plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery is a global phenomenon, it's very common to see trending procedures globally. And you soon become aware of the possibilities of uh, certain procedures. And I'll uh, list a few of them. They may be not complete, but nevertheless, that's a good start. Leg lengthening is a procedure that we commonly see being promoted overseas, where the leg of the person who wishes to become taller is initially, quote-unquote, fractured surgically precisely and then lengthened over a period of time to give an extra inch or two or whatever is possible. Now, this is a procedure that is quite common in places where the general overall height is shorter, and hence there is a market for that, if I can use the term market. The other procedures that we see at uh, advertised overseas, jaw slimming for people who are born with broad, wide jaws. And uh, this is a surgical procedure to reduce the jaw we go in. And uh, the double eyelid surgery or creating a crease on the upper eyelid is a very common procedure that it's seen predominantly in people of East Asian origin. And uh, in some cases, people have a Brazilian butt lips at a much younger age, depending on which part of the world you are living. And in some parts of the world, accessing a rhinoplasty is not hard at all. Now, when patients who have a global view of plastic surgery and try to seek that particular operation in Australia, they are bound by the rules and regulations that actually protect their safety, they protect their uh, independence and uh, respect their privacy and the access to these procedures. If we need to then escalate the care to involve multiple disciplines of specialists to facilitate the provision of the care, then that is what is going to be. The patient has to have a mandatory cooling off period of three months, a mandatory psychological vulnerability assessment to see if the patient is able to go through the procedure and if necessary escalate to a psychological assessment. There is plenty of time to see, think and rethink your options so that there is no pressure to sign on the dotted line the time frame between consult 1 and consult 2 and consult 2 and consult 3 is significant that will give both the patient as well as the patient's parents time to rethink the choices they always have access to plenty of information as and when they need we keep an open approach to any questions they wish to ask us with lines of communication are open our aim is to facilitate adequate education of the patient and the parents to facilitate an informed consent process and I think that is the key. Because there are very clear guidelines about cosmetic surgery and the source of influencing occurs on a social media site, people may feel instead of escalating to a surgical procedure, we can de-escalate to a non-surgical aesthetic procedure. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Patient First, I hope you found this podcast useful. Remember, I'm always listening. And if you have any questions you would like me to answer on the show or upcoming episodes, please connect with me via my clinic website. Thank you.